Hey everyone, and welcome to the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wilde, entertainment reporter by day, sweatpant connoisseur by night. From hashtag to movement, we believe that loving all sides of you is what's healthy, and healthy is hot. Join us as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part? How health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, we don't hold back. There might be swearing, there's definitely gonna be some laughing, and hopefully you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life. To live your healthiest hot life. Okay, so this week the podcast starts off with something I think my mother will hate, and that is me and our guest this week, Lauren Howe, chewing on croissants as we talk. So sorry, Mom, if you're listening to this, but Lauren brought delicious croissants, and there was no way we were just going to let them go stale while we chatted about all things healthy as hot. So everyone, I hope you guys are not too annoyed with the chewing, but get um get pumped because i'm actually really really excited about this episode it's a little bit longer than the other ones but that's just because there's so much to chat about with lauren she of course you know if you've seen her right away you're just like whoa this girl is a bombshell like that hair is goals but as soon as you talk to her you realize wow she is so much more than her looks like so much more she is incredibly intelligent you know she's working currently as an engineer while also being um, a correspondent on a couple different tv shows she's a youtuber she's a podcaster she's also an active member of the community when it comes to encouraging young girls to get into stem which i love because you know I also came from a science background before diving deep into the entertainment world. So we just had so much to talk about, especially when it comes to traveling and indulging on the road, but at the same time trying to, you know, make time for those healthiest hot moments. And then, you know, we couldn't help but talk about boxing because boxing is currently her favorite type of workout. So a lot of bases covered here. And I think the biggest takeaway message with Lauren is that don't ever let anyone put you in a box based on where you come from, what you look like, what you do for your career. We are all so much more than these labels that people give us. So enjoy this week's episode with Lauren Howe. And again, mom, sorry, I'm chewing in your ear. It's like you're trying to bribe me for a great interview. So we've got almond croissant, regular croissant. Lauren, which camp are you in? I'm in both camps, man. Havsies? Havsies. I just, I'm like thinking, have you ever heard those people on like podcasts now? And they like, it's like all these little sounds where they're like, like all these like, they just eat a little snack. It's like all these eating sounds. I'm like, that's going to be us. I know. I feel like we need to do a cheers with the croissants. Done. Okay. Guys, healthy is hot with croissants. This is healthy. Take one little bite and then. I'm weird. I like always pull the end of a croissant. Because. Then you get the middle and like the Because the middle is the best part. The middle is the best part. Yes. Because it's the most buttery part of it. Guys, we're going to eat to right in your ear. Mom, if you're listening, I'm sorry. (laughs) As if I make that sound when I eat. This is great. Mm. I feel like croissants are perfect because you just got back from Paris. Mm Mm-hmm. Where I was on a steady diet. Uh, Croissants, baguettes, wine, cheese, 
Not a single vegetable. And uh, it was the best. I love that basically every post that you shared from Paris, and these like gorgeous photos, 90% of the captions are food related. <laughs> like literally like, <laughs> I was like, this girl is everything. <laughs> I just got back from Ireland. Not quite as delicious food, but no vegetables. You can't even get fresh veggies there. What? I asked for salad at one of the spots, and they looked at me like I was nuts. And they're like, oh, actually, we've got buttered greens or fried carrots. And I was like, You're like okay, cool. All right, bring on whatever you got then. Like, if I'm already committing to that, then let's just go right back to, like, fish and chips. Let's. <laughs> Great fish and chips. Actually, I had the best clam chowder in Ireland. And there was no potatoes. It was all salmon. Oh my gosh. It was the most gosh. random chowder I've ever had, but someone told me I had to try it. What's like a traditional Irish food? Like Fish something... and chips is big. They do a lot of lamb. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't do the lamb. I couldn't do the lamb. I'm not vegetarian or vegan, but there are so many cute little sheep everywhere, oh. and I couldn't do it. I like, actually couldn't do it. Walk through the fields and then show up to the restaurant, yeah. and you're like... Yeah. I couldn't do it. Sam- salmon, though. They were like, would you like salmon instead? I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, poor fish. I gave them, like, no love. <laughs> I felt bad. But it was actually very delicious. Oh, my God. That sounds so good. Yeah, it's funny. It's like, I, I recently, speaking of, like, traveling and, you know, being healthy and stuff, like, trying to do it on the road. Yeah. You know, going through French, as much as it's, like, pastry shops, you look in and, like, you can just tell and taste how fresh everything is. So they have the little salads and containers. Yeah. So they had a salad for breakfast one day with quinoa and all this. Mm. But you go to taste it, and I'm like... The, the flavors are just on a next level because of where it's being sourced from. Yeah. And not to mention, you know, sometimes you don't have to find a restaurant and sit down and order a giant thing. It's like in Europe, I love how many quick grab and goes. Yeah. It's just, hey, I really want this. And whether it's like healthy, whether it's a baguette with cheese and like some wine. <laughs> oh, learned. Yeah. Paris was, I, when I went to Paris, I liked, actually, we were in Paris. Mm-hmm. That's where we met. Together. Technically. So random. I was actually watching. Carl Lagerfeld documentary and one of his shows was in that beautiful atrium. Do you remember what that was the, called? Le Grand Palais. Le Grand Palais. Mm-hmm. That's where we met. Yeah, literally. Le Grand Palais and I had just gotten off the After the your flight, red eye. And I threw up the entire flight there. <laughs> I don't even remember being at that event and it was in this beautiful space, so many people and all of a sudden I see you and I'm like, whoa, there's another Canadian here. Also, I love that you still looked fabulous and you're like, yeah, I've been throwing up all flight. I just got here straight from the airport. I'm like, girl. I almost was at the point where I was like, is there a doctor on this plane? Because I was, it, I don't know what was going on. I, it was bad. You're was a trooper bad. though. I had to run to the toilet to throw up. And mm. it was like coming out of my mouth. I'm talking about vomit while you're eating. Like, <laughs> this is not, not the classiest thing. But from Paris to Toronto. Mm-hmm. Actually, what? because you travel so much. How Do you try to stay healthy on the road? Like, The thing is, like, you want to indulge, but you also don't want to throw everything away. And then right. come back feeling like crap. It's mm-hmm. like that fine balance between like living your life, but then thinking about. I feel like when you're training for something specific, you're automatically going to be more strict on yeah. your diet and know exactly what you're going to not want to eat and want to eat. But then, you know, it's sitting. I, I love always that, um, you know, it's consistently said in different ways. The 80-20 rule or the, I think one time I read it was, hey, if you have five healthy meals and then the next one, like, yeah. and then you have something that is, you know, more of that cheat. But then I think those things are so needed. A lot of people disagree with it. You know, if you're doing a keto diet where you need to hit ketosis and you're yeah. burning fat, totally different story. But there's just, just enjoying life and yeah. half of traveling is enjoying the culture. And I have bad knees that I can't properly like go for long runs anymore. 
But if you go to a new city, it's the easiest thing to say, like, I just want to go and see where I want to explore. You cover half the ground. Yeah. So whether you're, you know, going for a run is ideal, especially in like Europe. I'm not getting on a bike in the streets of Europe. No. Uh, <laughs> no. But then, you know, Paris is a good example. You can like technically go f- bike along the Seine. Yeah. And that's the combination of travel yet healthy, but it doesn't necessarily feel like because you're still you're taking going to the, the sights. I, that's my favorite. I can't I can't run either actually that much anymore. It really like I feel it in my bones <laughs> like now. We're getting old. But I do love lacing up, and I bring my little pouch, and I bring my phone, I bring my credit card, and I always bring money. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna pick a spot to go grab a coffee halfway through my run, and then all of a sudden my run turns into a 20 minute jaunt where I'm just having a coffee, and then when it's done. Lace up again and then we go. And then yeah. all of a sudden you've been outside, you've gotten fresh air, you've had a coffee, which is the best, and you got your healthiest hot moment in. It's And it's in combination with traveling rather than being like, oh, I don't want to, oh, if you're on vacation, I don't want to take time to go to the gym. I'm like, granted, I think beach vacations are the one thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe there's an exception there. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, but then again, you know, to wake up in the morning and get that, that hit the refresh button. Yeah. It, you know, you can see so many beautiful spots from just having that moment to yourself. Yeah. It also sets the tone for your day. Like oh my whether God. you're here at home yeah. or you're traveling, like you get that in, mm-hmm. however, whatever it looks like. Especially when you have a not so healthy maybe night before. Oh yeah. Nope. <laughs> oh God. It's there's nothing worse than working out hungover, but it's really necessary. And the after of that is like, thank God. And like the sweat that comes out of you when you're hungover and working out, it's it's atrocious. It's atrocious. That stuff goes right into the wash. But then you feel so good when you show back up to like, say you go, you work out, you get back, like you're in the elevator going up and then all of a sudden you see everyone who also joined the night before just waking up. They're hungover. They're still wait, like sunglasses on inside. And you're, you're that person who's like, I just finished a great workout. And they're like, go away. That's a meme. It's definitely a meme somewhere. Mm. Um, I went to your website and I was like, I, I was like, I can't wait to like learn more about her. And I got to tell you right away when you go to your website, this is what you see because stereotypes were made to be broken. And I fucking love that because you probably get stereotyped all the time. People see you, they know you as Miss Universe. And yet you're also so much more than that. Like so much more Aww. than that. Like why that <laughs> statement? Like why is that the first thing you want people to see when they go to your website? You know what? It's actually, it's funny. And I'm like, I'm sure you go through it as well. I mean, I think, I think women in general often get, I mean, men too. Yeah. Quite frankly, is anybody, every single person in this world gets stereotyped to some capacity. Yeah. Um, but you know, my, my pageant journey, like I was not a pageant person. I grew up being a tomboy and playing sports and, you know, I, I actually had more male friends than female friends, but in grade 12, all of a sudden there was this link to like, oh, do you want to join Miss Teen Canada for a $30,000 cash and prizes thing? And I'm sitting here Googling scholarships that have to, you have to write essays for. And I was like, okay, well, like, whatever, give this a shot. And actually, okay, so the funny story about this is I walked in the room at the time and everyone's like, I want to be a model. I want to be an actress. I'm like, I want to study biomedical engineering. I'm going to leave. Like, <laughs> this is not my scene. Walked out the door, and as I walked out, I was like, ooh, I paid an entry fee to be here. I should probably stay. Yeah, it's like, oh, let me just see this through, make it as a joke. It was a weekend yeah. for Miss Teen Ontario and whatever. And then I ended up winning, but they announced my name, and I literally wasn't paying attention. Like, I was standing in the back. I'm like, like, have you ever seen that meme of the girl? I feel like it was this past year, and it's like, in a world full of sashes and tiaras, be a Miss Netherlands. And it's this one girl in the middle of the group when everyone's smiling, perfectly posed, and she's just, like, dancing and having a time on stage. <laughs> that was me at that pageant. And I just, total joke of it, 
they announced my name and I wasn't listening because I'm like, okay, like obviously this isn't me. And they had to say it twice and I was like, oh shit, okay. Like, like I gotta go. I guess we're doing this. Um, so because I, I immediately, like I faced some stereotypes based on being like, you know, white blonde woman. People don't often think, you know, you're into like science or engineering. Yeah. But then you add the pageant layer component to it where I was like Miss Teen Ontario and then Miss Teen Canada and like, that was the official stereotype moment where I'm like, great, now I have to work 10 times as hard to prove people wrong. And that was ha- even the reason I got wanted to do engineering degree because I wanted to know moving forward in life, people might have a stereotype and then they'll look down and see an engineering ring and be like, you, the number of times someone said a sentence that's, oh, you're actually smart too. But that little word of saying, oh, you're actually this. I'm like, there's the, there's the yeah. inherent stereotype yeah. that you're not being rude. You're not trying to be but there's a bias that still yeah. exists. And anyway, so that's kind of just been this consistent theme, you know, since the pageant days, since engineering and all this stuff of like every single person in this world has a different and unique story to tell than what's on the surface. Big time. There's a lot more than what people see. Totally. But we all get typecast into a specific category, whether it's what you do for a living, what you look like, and then people jump to conclusions. So we all we all fight for yeah. stereotypes and i think everyone's susceptible to them too like you and i as much as we try to be open yeah. minded about everyone we probably also have stereotypes about people i think just the fact that we're talking about this is a good reminder for everybody yeah don't make assumptions yeah ask questions ask questions totally and don't throw words like actually smart too don't use that word that yeah. is not nice yeah my favorite someone asked me if i bought my ring for fun or if i'm really an engineer <laughs> See, this is the best thing about podcasts. I wish, I wish the look on your face could somehow be translated through I can't, this. I can't. Like, I have no words. <laughs> Did you buy your engineering ring? Yeah, this I is... wish I had a ring for my science degree. I think everyone should. Like, because I get that. Oh. I, I used to get that a lot too. Actually, no, I definitely still do because I don't work every day, obviously, in the scientific community. But I'm super proud of my background in science. I got yeah. a tattoo. I got the chemical symbol. Do you have a tattoo? Equilibrium. What? I've got a bunch, but this Come one on. is. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. When you're balancing equations. Yes. Oh my God. We're so weird. I love it. So I, when I got this tattoo, I got it actually when I first got the job in television. And I was yeah. like, I really don't want to forget my roots. I'm so proud of my McGill background. Worked my ass off. Did you go to McGill? Yeah. I started there. Did you? Yeah. So yeah. So I did a BSc in psych and neuro. And then I wrote my MCAS, thought I was going to go the med school route, ended up going into nursing. And then halfway through that nursing degree is where everything changed. But I'm still super proud of the fact that I'm both a graduate and a dropout. And I remember when I first got this tattoo, I was so proud. I was like, yes, don't forget your roots. Don't forget where you came from, just because you're in TV. And this was when Hunger Games was big. And people kept coming up to me and being like, "Did did you get a Hunger Games tattoo? Because they thought it was like an arrow for Katniss Everdeen. Yeah. Stop. I was like... No, actually, it's the uh, chemical symbol for equilibrium. Their faces went from pure excitement to what? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, no, sorry. It's not a Hunger Games tattoo. <laughs> Look, I think, I think J-Law is amazing. Yeah. I don't know if I'd get a tattoo for her. But then people add, and then people find out that I studied science, and they're just so confused. They're it's- like, but you're in TV. Didn't you always want to just be in TV? Didn't you do journalism? Mm-hmm. And like, no shade to anyone who's done journalism. But I was like, no, actually. Like I, I had a different path. I had, I have still to this day, yeah. a lot of other interests than just broadcast and just media. People are multidimensional always. And people shouldn't be shocked by that. Mm-hmm. If people weren't multidimensional, people would just be boring. Totally. Totally. Like 
It's it's so fascinating watching and exactly what yeah. to the first point is we're all guilty of it. Yeah. Like I've totally when someone is of one field, like we just assume and I, I try to say this like if I ever have speaking engagements with um, like kids in high school, especially trying to make those major career decisions, we all hear, you know, oh like this isn't oh, it's making decision for the rest of your life and stuff. I'm like, you can study one thing and pivot and move and find these crazy different unique intersections of what you love and what you're passionate about. And you and I have that uniqueness of science and STEM to media, yeah. which is rare, but... It happens. Totally. It can happen. I actually hate that period of high school where they like talk to you about the rest of your life and try to get you excited about college and university. And they put so much pressure on these students totally. to make that one decision that's going to set you up for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Maybe back in the day you got a job out of school and you stayed there for 40 years, yep. but that those days are long gone. Like I feel like mm-hmm. kids and students need to be supported to try different things, mm-hmm. to not necessarily have tunnel vision. Cause that's what I had. I had straight up tunnel vision and I was like, I'm smart. I like science. Like, clearly being a doctor must be my only option. Well, speaking of equations then, it feels like an equation being like, this plus this equals I should do this. Yeah. And I will say, though, I'm glad. No regrets. And it taught me so much about myself. Mm -hmm. Like, doing any degree is challenging. But doing a really heavy science degree at a school like McGill, you've experienced it, that prides itself on being academically strenuous Mm -hmm. has a big effect on you like not always in a positive way but like if you can get through that mm-hmm. and come out on the other side and be able to wear that cap like it teaches you a lot about yourself especially in that time period in your early 20s mm-hmm. when there are a lot of other influences totally definitely dabbled in but I got through it yeah it's it's the mind over matter my so like circling all the way back to you know healthy is hot not only from like a physical sense but even the mental sense of going through something like that and knowing you know, where do you find that equilibrium? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anybody who's science listening to this. Is <laughs> yeah, go like, Google what the equilibrium symbol looks like and learn it. And it also looks like a dope tattoo. Also, it might be for Katniss Everdeen. It's still up for debate. It's <laughs> depending on the conversation right? and... <laughs> Your mental health in university is tough. Totally. And, like, you know, it's you see it more and more. You hear the stories now about, like, kids who just... Snap, and then the the pressure of having you know it, to fail a course is fine. And oh my god, can we talk about McGill's bell curve in science for a second? How like the average throughout your entire semester is supposed to be like, oh, like you walk in, they're like, oh, look to your left, look to your right. One of these people is going to drop out by the end of the course. Oh, the average is going to be thirty five percent in this calculus course, and then it gets bell curved at the end of it. But like, why do we drill it in to no. be like, we're going to make you feel like failures for this entire semester. And then you'll walk out with a good grade because it, there's a 40% bell curve. It's so, so bad. I think you, in your field, you experienced a lot more in our field. They wanted it really, really low. Yeah. I was so, started in biomedical so science. We got so I know bell curve down. Mm-hmm. Whereas the engineering, they bell curved up because the averages were like 35%. <laughs> but in science, if you managed to get it and you managed to kill it and you've, let's say got a 90, they would bell curve you down because they wanted their average to oh be my a very God. specific, very specific like percentage to make it even. It's either way, it's so frustrating. Either you're like stressing the whole semester because you're actually failing and then you end up graduating. Yeah. Or you kill it, do better, and then you get bell curved down. Yeah. So how'd you balance that, like like mentally? I was a hardcore type A. Like <laughs> I wasn't great at planning ahead. I was a study all night before yeah. exams like no sleep yeah absolutely no sleep and then the rest of the semester I really just had fun 
<laughs> I had a lot of fun. I worked a lot of jobs, but yeah. I worked at a bar. So that was kind of how I got my fun out of me. Right. And while was, still getting paid. <laughs> oh, while also getting paid. Um, Irish car bombs got me through my shifts at McGibbons <laughs> on St. Laurent, if anyone from Montreal is listening. Um, but I think I balanced. Yeah. Actually balanced in the, like a very extreme way. There was very little sleep. But yeah. I would kill it at school and then I'd have a lot of fun and I'd yeah. work really hard. Yeah. But I burnt out. So I didn't really take care of my mental health. Because when I took a sabbatical, mm-hmm. it's because I experienced really bad burnout. Mm-hmm. And their like mental health community was like, you need time off. Really? So I pushed the envelope for too many years. Yeah. And that time off, though, is, like, it's something... I don't say I ever regret things yeah. in my life, but I people are in such a rush to finish university, and I'm like, I think having that time off in between, whether you want to do an exchange and enjoy it, like, yeah. ride it out. There's no rush to finish university. It's the biggest blessing in the world to still be like, no, I'm a student. being a student is great. <laughs> also, when you get out... That means you got to find a job and then you get yeah. a job and then you start at the very bottom and you got to work your way up and yeah. it's, it's not as glamorous as people tell no. you and it's a very different pace of life. Totally. All of a sudden you got to pay back those loans. Because <laughs> <laughs> like those are not going to go away. And people ask the question like the moment you leave and you're not a student anymore, like if you take a break in between, you're like, yeah, I'm a student, I'm on a break. People don't ask questions. Yeah. The moment you graduate and if you say, yeah, I'm going to do a little bit of a year off, then the questions start coming through of, well, when are you going to get a job? And you're kind of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So, like, pop the brakes. Oh, yeah. And I'm from a small town, so it's when are you going to get a job? When are you going to get married? When are you going to have babies? I'm oh like, my I God. just graduated. Excuse I'm me a still minute. a baby. I'm, I'm just trying to live my life. <laughs> really just trying to live my life. Let me do me. <laughs> just, you do you, boo, and I'm going to do me. I'm going to do me. Perfect bridesmaids reference in that moment. Go, just help me, I'm poor. Help me, I'm poor. <laughs> Literally, that is how it feels leaving university. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty serious wake-up call. But also, you got to do it. You just got to totally. do it. So you're still in that field, right? Yeah, so I have, I'm, it's kind of this funny circular motion of I keep balancing both. Yeah. Where, you know, while I was in engineering, I was doing hosting for the Leafs. And then, so it was like, exactly. So this, these polar opposite, you know, I show up, we do Leafs TV in the morning, and then I run back to class to finish, like to write an exam, come back for the game, get ready, know that I have an exam another two days later and it's lab based. So I finish the game, full hair and makeup, show up to a computer lab done. Oh, and everyone's looking at me like I have a third head being like, what are you doing? I'm like, just, just let me do me. Let's, yeah, exactly. But the same thing, the burnout, no sleep, yeah. but still like having, it's funny though, burning out while doing polar opposite things does as much as you're exhausted it negates the stress of each of those and so that's kind of where was the the initial balancing both graduated left the lease job at the same time had kind of like personal influence in my life who said like same thing you know oh you graduated now you need a job yeah and I never had that mindset before so I jumped into like a full-time role but also leveraging the engineering stuff doing like sales strategy for Adidas and then you Miss Canada was going through a new branding and my girlfriend was Miss Canada at the time. I was like, okay, uh, maybe I'll give it a shot, give it another go. So what fell back into the media side with that and then circled back to a tech job. So now it's like, I have a full-time job in tech and now doing, and then the Grammys happened. So I got pulled back into the entertainment industry. So it just had this like weird teeter totter of going back and forth. I mean, I think there's no ignoring it. You're probably always going to have a hand in the tech world and a hand in the media world. It's nice. 
having like exactly what touching base with your roots yeah and staying connected to it it just when you love science and math you love to be challenged mentally in that way and i'm such i'm such a nerd i literally think i bought a gmat book because i was like i'd like to start doing math problems again or like any of it oh man i just it's so, i still like to stay up to date on the science literature right i'm like i need to feel smart today like let's go see what's happening on bbc in the health world and then i like to like catch up on what's going on in the world yeah even though no one in my life would talk about that. It's, no, but it's for me. It's like, this is my touch. fun. This is my fun reading time. Totally. Ugh. Like, do you stay connected with, like, you know, the chem background and the science? And... No, I wish I did more. I definitely, mm-hmm. when I started, initially I wanted to do a podcast, a science podcast. Yeah? I really loved psychology and cognition and neuroscience. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do a podcast all about, um, like, big psychology terms, I guess, and break yeah. them down for the layman's and make it fun, just make it more palatable. But... That was one of the dreams that never got off the vision board. <laughs> I think I once tried to record a podcast, but it was it was just not it was not great. There are really really good YouTube channels that kind of break down science for for us, and I like that. But I sometimes think about going back to school. Yeah. Yeah. What would you take? I think I would really love to take a holistic nutrition course. <gasps> That'd be fantastic, especially with like exactly it's a like, hardcore science background. Yeah. And combining it with healthy is hot. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, like I don't know why, but I don't know if it's possible, but I'm really thinking about doing it. Yeah. Because I, I love it. Like I love physiology. I love the way the body evolves. I love the way our brains can evolve yeah. and how affected we are by absolutely everything. But I feel so out of touch with it now, mm-hmm. but I do have that like burning desire to do something in that field again. I just yeah. don't know what. And that's the best time to go back to school is when it's like, I genuinely know, like, I want to learn more yeah. about this. But wait, I, there's no time, I know. Lauren. <laughs> we want to do so many things. Actually, I want to actually talk to you about what you've been doing. Yeah. YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> it's so funny because I, I officially, like, I had this whole plan. Like, this is what happens. Like, life, you make a plan in yeah. life. And this has happened at least three times in the past six months. You set a plan. You make it. You have your whole, like, reflection time. You know, over the holidays, I, like cornered I as much as and I don't know if you're this way as well I'm a crazy extrovert but I need to have my recharge introverted moments it's probably the only child syndrome within me yeah. who's like like every once in a time while out. yeah totally like I want to lock myself somewhere and just like not talk to anybody for two days straight and had that reflection moment was like I'm gonna watch this YouTube channel play off of my last name to be like how-to videos that are really fun and engaging but also can teach somebody something yeah and then the like I got the offer to be a correspondent for breakfast television. And I was like, okay, well, uh, not enough hours in a day. Don't know how I'm going to circle back around to this, but, uh, yeah. So launched it, have a few videos out there now trying to circle back around to it now that, you know, it's hard. Uh This podcast actually tried to launch two years ago (laughs) and I recorded three different episodes that never saw the light of day. Because life happened and totally. I just, I had to table it mm-hmm. and now I'm back and I think I'm like actually ready to make it happen because it's the one thing that really is getting me motivated with life. But sometimes things happen. Yeah. Your videos are up. I actually learned something very interesting in one of your videos. Oh goodness. I'm like, which one did All you about watch? panty liners. Yo. Because I'm a sweaty Betty sometimes. Sweaty Lauren. Betty. I'm like dead. I am, it's not cute. <laughs> like I have clammy hands. Like yeah. sometimes sweatiness is a problem and you like have changed my life. So please tell us all why panty liners are not just for your underwear. Exactly. Okay. So <laughs> this is, and this is kind of partly why I was inspired by, to do how to videos is, you know, when you have a hand in many different cookie jars, I started learning all these tips and tricks, whether it was like 
modeling and styling and Miss Universe or the science stuff and then the athletic and training and all this stuff. So I'm like, okay, perfect. Let's consolidate. So what Chloe is referencing <laughs> is this video where I was like, hey, top 10 hacks I learned through Miss Universe. I like how I just looked at the microphone as if it's an additional person and like, yeah. oh, let me We're tell talking. you. We're talking to you, friend. <laughs> so you, if you are like, are a sweaty person, to all the Which, sweaty Bettys out there. Lard. You know, how many blazers have I ruined because it's like, I'm, it, this is adorable and like I hyperactive, I drink coffee and then I'm running around. Oh, if I'm nervous or hyper, I can't wear light gray. No! You know how good light gray looks? I, light gray looks good on every skin tone, everyone. Yeah. I can't wear it because I'm always stressing about sweating through it. Yes, and even guys too. Like you are stuck in the middle of summer having like these, you know, you have a long sleeve shirt that's either light blue and like all these colors. Anyways, put panty liners in the underarms of these shirts and the blazers and like guys it's a lifesaver like you can't see it at all i would love have to you see tried guys. i um i know i've actually had because you can buy i don't know there's some overpriced fancy panty liner but it's made specifically for on like for no that's garments. a pink tax that's a pink tax it's to be like crazy hey, how no. expensive it was and it was this one it was i was wearing this beautiful i can't even remember what it was this beautiful garment i had to go back to the showroom back to the designer mm-hmm. and i was like i don't want to sweat in it so we ended up yeah. putting in these like very expensive sticky panty liners they it's were literally panty yeah. liners and i because i can be so frugal sometimes i'm like well i'm never buying that again but i always have me some panty liners at home yes and they're so thin that you can even like, if you know you're having a long day, yeah. it just feels clean yes. to, or like flying. Oh my God. If you're wearing a tight shirt, if you're like doing an overseas flight, yeah. you just like quickly replace it versus the whole like bathroom trip being like, how do I wash my underarms and dry it in time? <laughs> and you're taking too much time in the bathroom. Then you walk out. You're like, I swear I wasn't taking I was time. not taking a poop. I was not. I was fixing my sweat. Okay. I don't even know which one is less classy. No, but I love that. Right. So I feel like you're going to get these videos done. Yes. At some point, because you have a thousand one things on the go. But I love you. It's a great name. Lauren Howell. You do how to. I've actually wanted to do that with Wild. For a while, I was debating doing a YouTube channel, too. And it was going to yeah. be Wild About. But it was going to be my name, Wild. But then yeah. the E was going to be in parentheses. It was oh. going to be like Wild About Food, Wild About Fitness, Wild About Fashion. I love that. It never got off the ground. But the idea <laughs> is there. The idea is there. Yeah. I think the thing with you're an, an ideas person. I'm an ideas person. I'm also a very big dreamer. Sometimes it's hard to distill and pick which mm-hmm. ones should no longer be dreams and which ones should no longer be on the vision board mm-hmm. and which ones should be like brought down into reality. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's like hard to pick and prioritize. I think I have this new system that I found to be helping lately where every two months or so, I take a bunch of post-it notes. I'm like OCD when it comes to picking certain colors where I'm like, okay, what are the things, you know, what are all the dreams and projects that you want to see happen? And I just go to a mirror or a wall and I just start putting them up. And like the idea is exactly like you take everything and just throw it up on the wall. Yeah, it's a legit beautiful mind moment. Oh my God. Right? <laughs> just like with the writing of a four-year-old child. <laughs> um, and then you start to really prioritize and be like, what are the things that give me fuel? Yeah. What are the things that make me happy? What are the things that cause me stress? that either you can eliminate or put on the back burner or even know that you can like outsource or ask for help or get help on that front. And it just, it brings the clarity back to, okay, this is what I know I'm going to love and focus on mm-hmm. and give me energy for the next few months. But it's, I don't know why, I guess that also, visual it's very sense. visual. Also, I can, I bet you, I knew what kind of notes you took in university. Color coded, 
you know? Like, I was a take it, but it had to be a blank page. I didn't like when there were lines. Like, yeah. Post-it notes are amazing. And I think the beauty of post-it notes is you, you have the physical act of writing it out, of mm-hmm. posting it up, seeing it all in front of you, no longer just in your head. Mm-hmm. And then you can move them around and kind of create a little, a little more organization. Versus writing it on paper. I find it's like, oh, it feels like it's almost like cemented. And And it it also feels like a to-do list when you list them. Yeah. Right? And like to-do lists, I think, have this negative connotation to them where it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's like more shit I got to do today. Yeah. But pretty little post-it notes. Mm -hmm. I like that. Well, how do you manage it then? How do you manage like when you have... You, it's it's so funny because before we actually started recording, we just kept syncing up on like how similar we are in so many <laughs> like facets. Kindred spirit. <laughs> so like, how do you reduce the ideas and be like, this is how what I want to focus on? It took a long time. I'm still figuring it out. But yeah. like for example, when I first wanted to do the podcast, like literally two years ago, almost to the day, I thought I was ready. I thought I was motivated. I thought I had the mental energy to yeah. do it. Um, and at that point I just wanted to do, I just wanted to do, 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 do. And I didn't prioritize and like nothing got done, like nothing got done. What's changed since then is I'm better at delegating. Mm -hmm. So I'm better, much better at asking for help and I'm better at managing my time and energy. And I think that just comes with age and comes with realizing that you have a limit how much you can do and how much you can give. I also say no to a lot more things now in my life. Mm-hmm. I go out a lot less, like mm-hmm. big time, um, which as a result gives me way more energy, better sleep. But as far as, it's hard, I don't know. I think it's, I think I kind of do what you do with the post-its, but without, but I think I'm gonna do the post-its. Is I really just think, what is like lighting my soul on fire mm-hmm. right now? What is the project that I think will have the biggest impact? Oh, and also selfishly the biggest impact. Like, what is it that I want to do? Because yeah. if I'm not motivated, if I'm not connected to it, I, I'm going to half-ass it. Exactly. Like, I will. I 100%. I like to think I would give it 100%, but unless I'm really, really driven to do it and driven for whatever result, ideally with this podcast, it's just getting into as many, you know, ears as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's got to it's gotta come from a place of passion. Mm-hmm. And you got to be able to put your ego aside because when you start new projects... Usually that means you're going to have to be a student. You're going to have to learn. You're probably going to have to ask around for help. It might not go great at the mm-hmm. beginning. There's probably going to be a learning curve. And that can be hard on the ego. So you got to be able to put your ego aside and just kind of be a sponge. Totally. Yeah. Totally. It, like, it, it even circles to the whole like social media aspect of things. You know, I, I literally, I was so upset the other day sitting in a cafe and there were these kind of teenage girls maybe around like 15 years old yeah that were all staring at their phones and complaining and being frustrated of that their likes have gone down or that they're you know they weren't influencers they weren't doing this as as their living as their job which I know some people do and then you are more concerned about that yeah but it's like we've we've added this extra layer of needing validation through this online world and then like really it's ultimately being controlled by a bunch of algorithms but people take it personally to be like what is it that I've done? Like, and like, I, I get where they're coming from because I yeah, felt that. Absolutely. But you're in Paris at a beautiful cafe with your friends and that is the topic of conversation. That's what I find heartbreaking. Yeah. Because as much as social media can do so much good, but there's a very toxic side to it mm-hmm. and it can affect your mental health mm-hmm. and your self-worth. Like self-worth is not dependent on likes. And the worst part about the whole likes thing is if what they really want to do is get likes, the next thing you know, they're posing these like super sexy selfies that are inappropriate. And then they're getting positive reinforcement on something Mm -hmm. that has very little value to their self-worth because then all of a sudden they think, I got to put myself out there in this 
salacious way in order to get valued. Absolutely. And that's where, you know, like I, I've, oh my gosh, I had the full long conversation, especially with Miss Canada stuff. Like I'm always quality over quantity. Yeah. And again, you and I are similar in that sense of like, I'd rather know that I can affect one person in a positive light than a hundred thousand who just want to see bikini photos. Yeah. And that's my choice. I have control over that. And like, it's just something I always try to keep in mind and like remind uh, kids and teenagers who like, I, I don't know what it's like to grow up with this as such a driving force of who we are and anyways. Um, but exactly. Then there's a the positive aspect of this. Like, yeah. you know, when it's just getting off the ground, all it, all it needs are like just affecting in that yeah. positive, like oh, yeah. the few people. And then it like, it just grows in the best way. And it, it's the best fuel. Like that's why the social media engagement with the podcast, like it's a baby, it's new, it's a new project. But I had a couple people write really heartfelt messages. Lots of people were like, congrats, it's great, congrats, congrats. But then one or two um, that I didn't know wrote mm-hmm. and was like, I didn't want to get out of bed today. I mm-hmm. didn't want to do it. And they put on the podcast, it was Rhea's episode. And all of a sudden they were just like, no, I got this, I can do this. Totally. And then someone else was a student studying, I think in like, she's studying somewhere in the States and she's on the verge of burning out. And mm-hmm. my first episode is all about how I got to where I am, which obviously includes the burnout. Mm-hmm. And it was almost a reminder for her to like check in with herself. Yeah. And I was like, those two messages were all I needed. Yeah. All I needed to be like, okay, even if they're the only two listeners for the rest of the podcast, although hopefully there's more. <laughs> like, like, hello, friends. That's like, <laughs> hello, my two best friends. How are we doing today? But like, that's all we need. So I think as long totally. as we use social media in that light yeah. and keep tr- striving for positive ripple yeah. effects I think that can go a long way it's it's so funny you say that because I did I've been trying to be more way more authentic with my like with my feed and my account and on one hand like yes we know Instagram can be a highlight reel yeah. but then I started putting on my stories I was like guys this is like this is how I look at the end of a day I know I posted a photo that was a modeling photo but here I am with like sweaty hair in a bun acne because I've been breaking out and to like really recognize that there's not perfection and I was, I literally, I felt like, I don't know, maybe I was getting my period that week, but I wanted to cry reading. I think three young women were like, thank you, because I've been embarrassed and ashamed of this breakout that I've been having. Yeah. And it's natural and it's human. And, and just, we, we need to be connecting in that yeah. way. Because we're not alone. And like, you work in the modeling business, the TV world, like there are so many beautiful, well-curated photos of you. And that's a part of you. But then there's a the part where you're not wearing any makeup. But that also comes from a team too. That's not me. That's like a hairstylist, a makeup artist, two hours sitting in a chair and then doing it for you. Um, Like it's not, trust me, we're not waking up like this. No. And I try to be mindful of that too because for a while I was catching myself and I'm like, I'm only posting photos after being on set. I'm only Instagram storying when I'm fully glammed up. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I got to show the other side. I got to show the Mm -hmm. side where like, some mornings I wake up and it looks like I've got two black eyes and like, I'm like, where is my top notch concealer? You know? And like, I think it's important. I think if you have a platform, if it's a hundred followers or 30 or a hundred thousand, like you kind of have a responsibility, I think, Mm -hmm. to try to show, I I think everyone's a role model and I think everyone should kind of like inherit that and own it. Yeah. But it's how we connect. It's how know? we connect. Okay, we, we got to talk a little fitness. Are yes, you still yes, super yes, into yes, boxing? Yes. Oh my God, yes. Okay, do you box? Okay, come with me. <laughs> I would love to. I've tried the new drop boxing spot on Spadina. Oh, okay. I've liked it, yet. but I want to get in the ring. Come with me. Dude, that's where I go. Yeah, like, I, I want to I wanna feel like I could throw down. 
<laughs> so the gym I go to, I know I, it's called Stockyards Boxing. Yeah. And I started going there because I met the trainer through a friend somewhere else. And he, the first day, you know, you do like all the different like exercises as a group and all this stuff. And then he's like, all right. Um, cause it's very much like amateur fighters train there. Wow. Which, oh my God. Yeah. And so you're doing like a full training program and then they're like, okay, you're going to go in the ring. I'm like, come again. You're like, hmm? One more time. He's I don't like, think I can get through those ropes. Right? Those don't worry about it. Like you're going to be on offense because he's going to be in a fight in two weeks. And if you're not like a trained pro fighter, yeah. just give her because it throws them off their game. And I'm just sitting there being like, so literally, if you want to go in the ring, come with yes. me because that's what they do. And then the guys, when you start getting really comfortable with yeah. them, they'll get back. If I get tired, exactly. If I get tired, I drop my hands. They kind of like likely go for lightly go for a little tap. <laughs> well, I actually already have gloves. They're dude. They're the color of Pepto-Bismol. Oh my gosh. They're so bright pink. That's fantastic. <laughs> I'm going to walk in there and they be like, newbie. <laughs> I'm down. New kid on the block. Yeah. I no, it. it's so yeah. I love, so talking fitness, you know, uh, when I, it's, it's funny cause it's all about finding what's right for you. So at that time. Exactly. Like I actually went through a phase when I was at Adidas, we had a personal trainer yeah. who came in, um, and the focus was hit workouts. And for my body type, that's not a good fit, and, but I love it because yeah. it's like, it's challenging and athletic, but I realized I started to lose way too much weight. I didn't have enough carbs in my diet. Yeah. I found an old photo when I was at Miss Universe and I'm like, wow, I was a stick. Granted, I lost like a ton of weight from stress. Yeah. So after I won Miss Canada, it's actually, it really upset me that um, I was approached by uh, a few individuals on the team who immediately pulled me in a room and they asked whether or not I had an eating disorder. Oh. In a very non tactful way yeah. where I have friends who have been seriously affected by this. I think a lot of people are affected by eating disorders and to have it be like, Oh, do you have an eating disorder? Well, here's a bunch of food. You should start eating. And I was like, Whoa. Oh shit. Also, so I, I pivoted everything. I had three weeks to get ready for Miss universe and basically being told you're not beautiful because you're too thin and you need to gain weight. If you want to compete with like, Brazilians and like South Americans who have like, you know, beautiful curves. curves. Yeah. And I just, I be, I've never in my life been so unhappy with my body than in that moment where it was like, you have to stop doing cardio, stop doing these things you love, only do weights, eat bowls of potatoes. I'm still losing weight because I'm stressed. And then you yeah. get stressed because you're not gaining weight. Oh, full circle. And it's just, it was funny watching this transition of just do what one, do what you love to do do what makes you happy. Cardio made me happy yeah. doing boxing, but I'm, I'm, when I'm being told to stop it, it started to stress me out more because it wasn't my healthy release of what yeah. I love to do. But now since I came back to miss and like after everything with miss universe and I started just doing what I love again, I gained my weight back a little bit, yeah. which conveniently I noticed a ton go to my boobs. <laughs> and I was like, so now I'm in this weird position where I'm like, I don't want to work out again. Yeah, you're like, I love my boobs. I was like, stay, stay. I don't want to lose my boobs again. Like, come, like, don't leave me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like incorporating weights and yeah. to not be yeah. afraid of weights yeah. and to make sure. So it's, it's and you still got your release with boxing. Exactly. Yeah. Fitness is unique to the person, and I think oh. you'll only know what works for you if you try. Mm -hmm. If you try different things, mm -hmm. and like what works for your friend might not work for you. Mm -hmm. I've been using actually uh, lately 
this it's like center the Chris Hemsworth did this new app because I know one of the trainers yeah. is on the app Jorge Blanco who casually posted one day being like, yeah, check out the center app. And he posted a video training with Chris Hemsworth and his wife. I'm like, come again? You gotta That's what you, you were doing play. in Australia? Okay. And, um, but the center. app, yeah. So at, okay, let me check. It's C-E-N-T-R, not sponsored. Okay. <laughs> I just downloaded, it was like, you know, I, what I really like about it is it wants to create, you know, here's your healthy meal plan for the day. Here's a meditation part for yes. your daily meditation. Here's your, um, like an article, but then also workouts. And the workouts that are pre-planned are a balance of boxing, MMA, yoga, Pilates. And that I like is, is as that reminder of find the combination. Yeah. Don't necessarily think, you know, if you want to do boxing, you have to sign up for a full-time membership at a boxing gym and you stress out about how much money you're spending there. So yeah. you can't go to these other classes and, and sometimes just, I don't have time. And as you, we both know crazy schedules. I don't, I, I, I've been paying for three months of class pass and I haven't gone to a single class, dude. Like, <laughs> cancel it. Just cancel they're it. They're just like, t I literally need to email them and be like, so can I get some money back? Because yeah, clearly I haven't been even opening it. Um, oh, I know. I know. I like this. I like this app. I want to come boxing with you. Ooh. I want to go in there, throw down, dude. walk out, put on yes. the Rocky song. Tell me tomorrow, actually. I like, normally go on Sundays. If you want to I'd come. actually be able to come. Because based on how many pastries I've been eating. There's um, actually a whole basket just outside, this too. Is <laughs> make, up, make up some of the... Um, okay, before it. I let you go, what does healthy is hot mean to you? It can be a thought, a mantra, a feeling. Mm. Healthy is hot. Okay, I'm giving this some thought. I'm like, All you're right. going to have to edit the pause. I'll edit out, I'll edit out all the pause. <laughs> the... I'll just eat croissants. Yes, yes, queen. It's so hard to love yourself sometimes. It's so easy to have your confidence destroyed in a comparative day and age. How poetic. Um, but keeping those reminders of what you're proud of, how far you've come, what you've accomplished, and you know, find, for me, it's, I had, like, it's actually a conversation. Healthy is hot is, like, if you have to fake confidence, do it to help you get to where you need to be. Mm -hmm. you, nobody in this planet is 100% confident about everything about who they are. That's growth. That's being human. So be proud of the accomplishments you have. Reflect on how far you've come. And... If you have to fake it till you make it, at times, do it. You do know, it. you know who gave me that advice? Mm -hmm. Helen Mirren. Really? Oh my god! I also, her. I'm sorry. I interviewed her and I was like, she runs confidence workshops, which mm -hmm. is funny enough that you say that. And I was like, what are your top tips for youth, like at risk youth for mm -hmm. confidence? And I can't even remember what the second one was, but the first one was legit, fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. It's so powerful, and I love that that's part of your your healthiest hot definition. Oh my god! It's yeah, everything about that that sentence has yeah. gotten me through life yeah. because you know how many times you say it's whether you work in business and you're going into a big presentation yeah they don't know how much you don't know yeah fake it till you make it yeah. like that's how i don't know about you but like when you go from science oh, to entertainment, every day. dude like going through the vj search i'm sure it's like we it's like i don't have a background in entertainment i'm not qualified to be in this room at all they don't know that nope just fake it smile fake it yep 
Um, amazing. That was ama- That was so good. Thank you for the croissants. Also, you like sharks? Dude! Okay, I uh, I actually have like a super exciting thing that I'm launching. It's like, may or may not be a jewelry collaboration. Ooh! Sharks and stuff. I want to be, di- like, I. it's on top of my bucket list to be free diving with great whites, tiger sharks, all this stuff. Look at the background of my phone. Hold on, wait. I have a ton I just of love that you have just sh- sharks. Like I know. I'm, this, this is going of... so long, Lauren. You and I, I know. I'm... Wait, wait. I need to show you my background. That's the only thing I need to do in this. There. Yeah, you like sharks. My you background like sharks. is just shark teeth. Like, it's this Engineering. awesome Engineering. Gorgeous, talented storyteller, and she likes sharks. Oh Lord! Right? Thank you. And sing too. Love you, love you. And just like that, another episode of the Healthy Is Hot podcast. Once again, I'm your host Chloe Wild. A big thank you to the Thompson Hotel for hosting us today. Okay, so if you enjoyed this conversation, feel free to subscribe so you never miss out. Rate and leave us a comment, and go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Healthy is Hot. And remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. See you next week.